0: Welcome to the We Invested Podcast, where we teach you how to save and make more cash. I'm your host, Wesley Earp, and this is season three, episode nine. And on this episode, we sit down with financial professional, Brandon Thompson. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's do it. All right, so today I have here with me, Brandon Thompson. From Santa Barbara. Brandon, what's going on, man? Thank you for stopping by.
1: Yeah, definitely. Wes. It's super good to be here. Thank you for having me, and I'm super excited for everything, man. Yeah, man. How are you doing today though, man, during this pandemic and everything? Man, everything's been um it's been interesting. It's um a time to where I truly do feel for just um there's a lot of rough stuff going on out there, a lot of people hurting and all that. And I definitely do um for that, and it's um, but it's been a time to take a step back, just from business, kind of just reflect, see what's working, what's not working, and uh, make some pivots. And so, um, it's just been an interesting time, but overall, it's been a good time, hundred percent.
0: For sure, man. So you've been staying safe and, and quarantining quarantine and social distancing and all that.
1: Yes, been doing a uh, really good with that, staying, uh, washing my hands, doing all that. Um, it's kind of uh, crazy it's because um, uh, my church, uh, my pastor just sent me a thing talking about how they're thinking about like opening churches back up and Trump was doing all this. And it's just, um, it's interesting. Like I'm be excited when it does get back together, but just taking more precautions and stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Yeah. So saying here that you from Santa Barbara, man. So what's going on? What's Santa Barbara like and how did you um, migrate
1: over to Reno? Yeah. Yeah. That's a super good question. So Santa Barbara, uh, number one is the best place in the world. I feel like the big <laughs> 805 out there, you know, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I grew up in Santa Barbara, and in uh, 1999, my sister, she actually got a basketball scholarship to UNR. And so um, we came and visited up a little bit up here. She went to school up here, played basketball, and in 2006, uh, she had my first nephew. And so uh, my mom and I, we moved out here, um, it was my senior year of high school, I ended up graduating from uh, McQueen High. And um, I just kind of been out here ever since. I left for a couple years, just going to a few different uh, junior colleges and stuff. But um, but yeah, I've been out in Reno since about 2006.
0: Okay. Okay. And so what exactly do you do right now? Like if you could give people a background or explanation of like the profession in your career.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And so, like I said, I came out here in 2006. I um, ended up getting my degree in social work uh, in 2012 from the University of Nevada, Reno. Um, my first job out of the gates there, I worked at the children's cabinet. And um, I love working with adolescent teens, helping them doing all of that. Um, I enjoyed my time while I was there. But then um, shortly after that, I became a police officer. So um, I was a cop with RPD for about three years. I really enjoyed my time while I was there. But um, it was just something I kept thinking, is this a career that I can do for the next 25 years and be happy? And it was something that I questioned at times. And so um, I got into the finance field. So that's where I'm at now. So um, I work in the financial service industry. I work with Transamerica. I've been with our company now for about four years. And it's just something that I really love about what we do is um, we're able to help people with their finances. It's because I feel like... um, just financially as a society, we're not in the best place. And that's something that, that um, with this company that I was able to see that I'm um, be able to help and impact people that way. And so just educate people on their finances and able to help them in whatever way is best for them. And so we do life insurance, long-term care, 401Ks, IRAs, Roth IRAs, stocks, mutual funds. We do everything under the sun. Uh, I work with a hundred plus companies, so I'm independent. And so work with a hundred plus A-rated companies. And so I'm not just captive to one company. And I'm able just to see what's best from each of my individual clients.
0: That's awesome, brother. I think that's a great explanation and paints a picture of what you do. So it sounds like the people are like a really big focus or helping people um, is like a main factor to your your career and what you do.
1: Yeah, it totally is. And it's something that I'm just even getting my uh, degree in social work and stuff. I love working with people. And so it's something where I'd never forget um, when it really hit me was this career that it was a point where i wanted to plant my flag and i found my purpose is that um i was new in the career and i sat down with this lady and she was 65 years old and um long story short she was still working and she had ten thousand dollars in a 401k and at that time it just really hit me because i was just like man there's so many people out here like this and i just wish that somebody would have got to her when she was 25 years old or 30 and said hey just save. You can start out saving 200 bucks a month, start out by that. And I feel like her life, her whole life would have been different. And so um, just working with people, seeing how, what we can do to help them. And one thing that I like is that with my company, we don't have any minimums or quotas. And so what that means is that um, I'm able to help everybody. So I have some clients that make $20,000 a year all the way up. And if somebody's able to save 50 bucks a month, boom, we do it. We can do it on for 50 bucks a month. And so we're able to help uh, people that are usually overlooked by the financial service industry. And that's something that I truly find passion in.
0: For sure, man. That's awesome, brother. And uh, I just had a, a few questions that I wanted to ask you, if that's cool, man. I want to get right into them.
1: Totally, man. Let's get it going.
0: Yeah, man. So just starting from the beginning, uh, what does a day look like for you? Or what is your morning routine? Or how does that look? And how does that go?
1: Yeah, so um, it's one thing, because um, just an uh, entrepreneurship, uh, a big thing of with this, I feel like we're for people being successful, is that you have to be very disciplined. Um, it's something that um, what I do is not a typical nine to five, and so myself, it's me. I have to be disciplined with things, and so usually I wake up around five forty-five. Um, first thing that I do is pray. Uh, that's just a big thing for me. Uh, I get up, I read my book uh, for about thirty minutes or so. Book that I'm reading right now is um, Hundred and Seventy-Seven Mental Toughness World's, uh, Secrets of the or Secrets of the World Class" by uh, Steve Siebold. And so I'm um, doing that, just read for about 30 minutes. And then um, one thing that I've been blessed with during this time that I do every uh, morning is uh, I'm able to, I was able to still go through to the gym during this uh, pandemic. And so um, after I read, I get to the gym, um, work out, get my mind sharp there, come home, uh, take a shower, eat breakfast. And I usually get my day started around about nine o'clock. And so just getting out, um, following up with clients, making some phone calls, doing um, appointments. And like I said, during this time, it's crazy. I feel like um. We've been a lot more busy uh when we're all stuck in our houses doing all these zooms and stuff, but I'm um, just doing um appointments that way um I have an agency so checking in with my agents and I'm um, just really working and doing that until um till the job gets done um one thing that um just right now is that um it's me and my wife' we're in business together and um, we don't have any kiddos, and so um pretty much I just work until the job gets done that day and just keep re- keep doing it
0: okay okay, mm-hmm. and so um, talking about this position in this job and being an entrepreneur, how did you know when you had the right business idea, or how did you know that this was the right field for you? I know you spoke on a, um, a situation that you experienced earlier with a coworker or with a, a lady that you knew, but mm-hmm. how did you know you were in the right field or in the right position when you did, when you made yeah. that,
1: that change? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a really good question. And um, it's something for me is that um So um, the first uh, couple months of my business, um, just like any business, um, I didn't make any money. And so I feel like one thing that's um, big with people getting into entrepreneurship and knowing if they're on the right track is if they'll do what they do and they enjoy doing it and they won't get paid for it for a while or whatever that means because everybody's situation is different. And so um, I knew that I was just on the right track because I was just going and I was going to trainings and I was learning and, and it was something that excited me the entire time to where like, there was never a time that I was just like, Oh, I haven't got paid yet. And so like, this isn't for me. And so, um, that was a big part that I knew that it was just, um, for me there. I truly enjoy what I do. It's because like, after I'm able to leave a client and like they're account is better or they're in a better situation or whatever it is. Like, I know I'm leaving, um, that person and they have just some more hope in their situation. And so, um, that is a good feel. And also just for me, uh, knowing that I'm on the right track or I knew that this was the right career is that like, it never felt forced for me. And so like, like, I feel like if things like feel forced or something, then like, you may be able to take a step back, but just every step that I took forward in this career and um with this business, Um, It just never felt forced. And so I just knew that I was on the right track as I continue to move forward with it.
0: For sure, man. And I I heard you speak about um, in the beginning, you were just doing mostly learning and mostly studying and trying to perfect what you were doing. So it sounds like uh, you're a lifelong learner, like you like to learn. Is that true?
1: Yes, man. Uh, It's totally true. You know, it's interesting um, that I would tell anybody that's uh, looking to get into entrepreneurship and all of that is that um you have to be a learner it's because um i'm gonna be honest with you guys uh before uh i got into my career uh i wasn't a big really really big into reading books like um you can even see like right now and behind me right here there's just some books and this isn't all the books that i have but prior to being in my career i just wasn't really big into that it's because like I felt at that point in life, I just knew what I needed to know. And like, I was good. I wasn't really trying to always get better. But just now, like I said, being more into entrepreneurship, been with our company now for about four years, um, I learned that uh, if you want to be the best at what you do and obviously be a good leader as well, you can never think that you know everything. And there's also always something to to learn. And so um, I like just learning just like about um, my field as well. But just something that I'm big on too is like, studying success of people like Kobe Bryant and just watching that new um, The Last Dance of the Jordan documentary and just seeing like just how leaders get um, have a different edge with their mental toughness and stuff that's something that's big and so I'm a lifelong learner on um, podcasts, all those things are big I feel like associations are big as well and so I'm just uh, surrounding myself with all of that. For
0: sure, man. And I, I heard you um speak about your agency and then working with your wife. So um, you know, what is the importance of having a good team to you? And like how did you build that team? Because I know you're an entrepreneur, but you know, you still have people you work with and connect with. So you yes. know what is that like and, and what's the importance of that?
1: Yes, man, having a good team is literally everything in my in my field and in my opinion. And it's something that um, when I first got started, um, it was just me and my wife. We were actually dating at the time, and then we got married since we've been in business. But um, in the beginning, it was just her and I, and so um, it was something to where we're just going through the grind, learning, and things. But um, now we have built a team um, around us to where literally um, it makes the process so much better, and it's so much cool. It's so much better to see other people winning, and so having a good team around you. Um, I feel like is important because I feel like you can never do anything super big in life. Um, and like do what we have a vision to do and what we're going to do, um, without having good people, you can't do that all by yourself. And so, um, I feel like building, um, a big team is a big part of it, but it's something that, um, I feel like it all starts from the top, uh, which is me. And, um, just far as like the leadership side of it too, but, um, yeah having a having a good team around you is everything
0: for sure man and so um what are some business mistakes that you made that you wish you could have avoided or uh you know and what did you learn from those mistakes
1: yeah yeah yeah. that's a super good question as well um one that i would say um in the beginning man uh I wasn't as disciplined um as i felt like i should have been um in business uh it was crazy because i feel like for anybody like after you go working for somebody for so many years and being told um that you have to be at work from eight to five or whatever it is you know um when you don't have that anymore i remember uh i was like man this is like freedom and so it was something that um me and my wife like we were taking our dog for the for walks at like noon and like we were going to the movies at like 2 p.m. and stuff just because like, like we could, you know, like nobody was like, hey, you got to be somewhere. And so I was just like, man, this is cool. And then I learned quick in entrepreneurship that uh, when you don't work, you don't eat. And so <laughs> so, then, so it was something I was just like, all right, cool, like I got to get to work and then we find time for all that. And so I feel like being disciplined, um, not being disciplined in the beginning was a mistake that I made. And also another one um, that uh, I feel like I made is that... Uh, I feel like I got a little too comfortable too soon. And so um, uh, me and my wife, we found success in our business um, pretty quick, not as quick as I wanted to, but pretty quick. Um, and it was something that like we were making more money than I have in my life and stuff like that. And so it was something that I was just like, oh, like I'm good, I got a little comfortable. I felt like I took my foot off the gas. And so um, that's something that I learned is that um, you have to continue to set new goals and like new um, things for you to, to achieve. But one of the biggest ones, too, that I would say on top of that is um, I was chasing goals and not habits. So I was chasing goals, but I wasn't chasing the habit of how to get to those goals. And so like, say that your goal is like, boom, I want to make 250 grand in the next 12 months or whatever it is. Boom, like you hit it. But then when you hit it, if that's all you were shooting for, you weren't chasing the habit, you're going to slowly digress back to whatever your comfort zone is. So getting more just on the habits of, making the phone calls, being disciplined, being out on appointments, all of that was um, something that I definitely uh, made a mistake of uh, in the beginning. And one more that I'd add, cause I like this one thing I always tell people and it's something I tell my new agents, I say um, i made business mistakes, but I've never made any mistakes with people's money. So we obviously work in the finance field. Like that's a big part, all of that. I haven't made mistakes with people's money, but I made some business mistakes. And another one too, that I feel like a lot of um, entrepreneurs uh, fall into in the beginning is um, um, trying to make everybody happy. And, and that's something for me that um, I tried to make everybody happy. And um, I learned that that's literally impossible um, and so and so, just uh, being who I am and, like, letting the cards fall where they may is something that I'm continuing to adapt now.
0: Man, I really like the point you made about um, chasing goals and not really chasing the, chasing the habits. And I just kind of tell myself the same thing, like, um, you know, you got to fall in love with the process and not the outcome, right? So you got to fall in love with it. That's what I'm trying to train myself to do and keep, you know, preaching to myself, just fall in love with that process of, like, Waking up every day and putting in work and staying disciplined in what you're doing, whether it's promoting or creating content, whatever it is, you know, you just got to stay disciplined and love that process.
1: You know, it's so big with what you say with that. It's because it's so true. And I feel like so many times um, people like like sometimes what I've learned, too, is that um, there's such thing as a fear of success. And I feel like that's something that goes untalked about, like just in the world and entrepreneurship and whatever. But I feel like there's some people that are afraid of success. And so you start to like self sabotage um, just because that's like your comfort zone, you know? But there becomes a point to where, like, when you're putting in the work, like you said, marketing, promoting, doing all this stuff that you put in the work, and there's a, a time where you're like, you start expecting for success to be there. It's because you're like, man, I'm putting all this time, I'm putting all this hour, like I expect something to come from it. And that's when things just start happening and everything. But I, I do love what you said, is that just trusting that process of it because I am a true believer that hard work always pays off. And it's the truth.
0: Yeah, man, it's interesting about it. It's self-sabotage thing too, because it's like sometimes, man, we can do it and not even know it, not even realize we like self-sabotage. Yeah. So it's important to be aware of like what you're doing and. Yeah, I
1: think
0: mm-hmm. that's true, man. But um, so what motivates you to keep running your business and to keep going, like even when things start to get difficult, when things start to get tough, like what's what's your main motivation or what's a big motivating factor for you?
1: Yeah, that's another good question, man. And one thing that um I would say with that is that from day one with doing what I'm doing, um, I made a promise to myself. And it was something to where um like in my previous career, um I had it, I feel like just from the world standards like made to where i was a police officer i made it off probation everything was great um if i just kept my head down for 20 years um i'd be able to sell into the sunset and have my retirement and all and everything would have been good right but it was something that um i made a promise to myself because um i just wanted to do something big and do something different just like in my family tree Um, It's something for me that um, my family doesn't come from like business owners and like entrepreneurship and stuff. A lot of everybody in my family is like employees and there's nothing wrong with that as I'm not trying to say, but it was just something that I just wanted to try to take a different route. And so what pushes me to get through that is that promise that I made to myself from day one. And it's something too, to where um, I don't really use it. There was a time that like I used it as motivation because um, when I left my career to do what I'm doing now. Um, I had um, some people that I know um, probably didn't agree with what I was doing and probably um, didn't think that I'd probably succeed here or whatever that is. So there was a time in my business to where like I was just like, man, like I'm going to use that as motivation to become the guy and do well here. But then what I found is that I have a lot of new more mentors and friends in my life that believe in me that. Of what I can accomplish with my company that I'm with now, and so like it turned from like trying to prove people wrong from that standpoint to trying to prove these people right that like believe in me and poured into me and mentored me and put and poured trust in me like or um, positivity in me when I didn't believe in all that, and so it's something to where like I've learned that it's just so much bigger um, than me at this point. And and it's something too that because um, like I said, me and my wife were trying to uh, we're gonna look to start a family and all that. And my wife, she was just telling me to where she was just like, just think of the environment that we'd be able to raise our kids in. Um, we continue to be successful here and just know um, what we're doing with our business. And so when she told me that one day, cause I grew up in Santa Barbara and like I, like I said, my family was employees and stuff, but like my friends, their parents were like business owners and things. So I grew up around the big houses and the Mercedes and all that stuff. And I was just like, how do these people do this? But it's something that my wife, when she told me that I was just like, this is so much bigger than just me. So like when I'm having a bad day, when a prospect says no, when somebody cancels a plan, when something's like, and I can get in my feelings, like it's so much bigger than just me. And so, like, it's for, like, our kids and our next generation. So, like, that stuff is little things that just keeps in the back of my mind to help me push forward through all the stuff that comes with it. Nice, man. Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: And I, I hear you kind of speak about, um, you know, some of the obstacles that come with being an entrepreneur, like, such as council meetings or prospects saying no. So, to be an entrepreneur, I feel like you really have to have a – skin or you know what I'm saying you got to be a different level of toughness but with that being said what is your least favorite part about being an entrepreneur
1: um I feel like my least favorite part about entrepreneurship is that um you always have to be on and so what I mean by that is that literally um like even when I was a cop like I can be a cop when I when it was my turn term to work and be there and be in uniform and all. But when I wasn't a cop, I can put on a pair of Jordans and a tank top and just walk in the store and nobody would have no idea that I was a police officer. So I was able to like turn that switch off. Right. But it's something that I feel like an entrepreneurship because I'm always a representation at all times of my business. And so it's something to where like I just obviously like can't go out and just do something crazy because that's always 24 7 a representation like you really have to be like a professional athlete to where it's like LeBron James can't just go do something crazy because he it, you always have to be on and so it's something in that to where I feel like there's pros and cons to it but um I feel like just in entrepreneurship like you can't have bad days like you're gonna have bad days like because it's just natural but you can't let it um like define you and like you can't let it like break you down like you always have to find the positives and it. it's because entrepreneurship isn't easy and so like just not being able to really ever turn it off um sometimes I feel like it can get tiresome but I feel like that's why it's important like um making sure that you do things that you enjoy to like help you um like for those times when you need to like relax or get away or do whatever it is but i feel like that's probably the worst part of entrepreneurship to me but, yeah,
0: but I, I think what you said is important though that's why you have to do what you love so you know what i'm saying if you're always doing that, if you always own at least you're doing you know doing what you love right so i think that's a great way to to
1: put it yeah, yeah. and you're totally right man to where it's like I feel like you look at a guy like um, Jeff Bezos and like the Amazon guy, the Amazon guy and everything to where it's like, that's why I feel like in entrepreneurship, like you see people that get into things and then they get out of them and then they get in and they get out or whatever. And, and the thing is, I feel like a big part to be successful, like you said, is that you have to love it. It's because like, um, there's going to be probably more things in the beginning that deter you from your dream in entrepreneurship, than there's just going to be like working for you, you know? And so Mm -hmm. that's why you have to love it and have that passion to be able to push through that because then on the other side of that, it's going to be everything that you want.
0: Right, man. So, So, um, what's your favorite part about entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneur?
1: Um, one thing that I do like is that, um, I like being in control of like, um, of doing what I like to do um it's something that uh even like when I my previous career like my parents my my parents raised me right um they always taught me to respect authority and respect people and all that and I still do to this day but it's something that I was always a person I never really liked being told what to do um and so like and so being in entrepreneurship it's like nice to where it's like boom like you're in control of it if you win Um, it's because of you and your team but if you lose like it's because of you and so like you can't like blame it on somebody else or this or that and so being in control is a big one being able to create something from scratch Um, me and us with our business um, we're definitely obviously not where we want to be I feel like anybody uh, like that's competitive and wants to be the best at their craft and all that they can be Uh, Michael Jordan and you still always feel like you got something to work on, want to get better and so like we're not where we want to be but I think about when we first got started about four years ago to where we are now and it's just been a lot of nice growth to where it's nice to see like you're building a baby like from scratch to where like I truly do feel one day we're going to raise our head up and like look at what we built and how many people's lives we've changed and all the good that we've done and just be able to like rest your hat on that. And so that's something that I like. And a big one is learning from other people too. to so where it's like um, I love learning from other people and like getting other people's um, just views on things. And so building from that. And the biggest one that I'm learning is um, being comfortable being uncomfortable, And so um, I remember uh, when I first uh, left my career and came in full time, like things just weren't the best in the first couple months. I feel like that's just in any business, whatever. And I remember driving home one day and I was in my car and I was just like, dude, like, what did you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you had your situation, everything was good. And now you're just like in this big unknown, like, what did you do? And I'll never forget that feeling. And so it's like, now i'm learning more to be comfortable being uncomfortable with things and um it just kind of keeps you living on the edge and it's something cool
0: yeah i was just about to say that i think that's a great point man cuz uh i think being uncomfortable makes life fun you know yeah. it makes it makes life more fun is extreme you know you living on the edge like rockstar for real
1: yes yeah you're totally right man and it's it's funny you say that i'll never forget um i remember it was probably like my first two weeks that um when i left my career and i went out um, I had coffee with a friend and she was just like, how do you feel? And, and I still don't really know what it means, but uh, to this moment, but I said, I told her, I said, I finally feel like I'm living. And like, and it was just like the weirdest thing because like, it was just this exhilarating kind of feel to where it's just like, you kind of, you don't know what's going to happen, but it's like, that's how, you know, you're like living, you know, and it's, um it's been a cool ride uh, since we've been making it happen.
0: Yeah, man, I like that. I respect that, brother. But um, yep. so do you have any plans like for the future for your business? Any plans of expansion or um, just even even as to where you want to take it next or, or um, where you would like to take it one day?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. And so something cool with us is like right now we have um agents in uh, Nevada, California, Washington. Um, we have some agents out in North Carolina right now as well. And so uh, a vision of mine and a goal of mine is that um, our organization, we're going to be in all 50 states. And so that's something that we're going to uh, build. And it's just going to be one person at a time, one individual at a time and building it over all these years. But a, a way that I know that we're going to be able to do it is through this technology, man. Um, it's funny. There is um, some people in our in our company that have been using Zoom for like the last like year and some change and they've been trying to tell us like, man, like you guys need to get on Zoom. Like it's the thing to do, blah, blah, blah. And me just sometimes not being coachable, I was just like, man, like it's cool. Like we're just gonna keep doing it the way we've been doing it. And obviously COVID hit and everybody has to use Zoom, you know, and so like we've been forced as an organization to learn how to use this thing. You should have seen some of our first uh appointments and stuff that we had, they were just miserable, man. Like we were clicking the wrong buttons, like didn't know what to do and stuff. And like, we're all just learning. But um, I feel like now this technology is just going to be a way of our business for the rest of our careers. Like I said, we're able to have trainings and have agents in all different states be on one training and be able to do it um, from our offices or from our house. And so I'm very thankful for technology from that route. And I know that that's going to be a way that we're going to be able to accomplish our goal um, over the years.
0: Okay. Okay. So what would you say, um, the single most important reason for your success is as an entrepreneur?
1: Good question, man. Um, one that I would definitely say, um, just a hundred percent honest, and I'm not obviously trying to run, rub anybody wrong or anything with what I'm about to say, but a hundred percent for me, man, it's God. And it's something that, um, I know that God has placed like a purpose and a vision um, in my heart for a reason. And it's crazy, it's because like I said, is, um I was in a place in my previous career to where it was just kind of like, I don't even get into like race things and all that stuff, but just sometimes like people like me don't make it there. And then all these, also like being able to make it through probation and do all this stuff and be like a legit police officer, like that uh, was, it was a big deal, you know? And so for me to walk away from that, to go to an unknown, I truly do feel like is unheard of, but it was something, the reason why I felt like I just had to follow my heart and um, and the passion and the vision that was placed on me at that time. And so literally, man, um, just from like coming into a business and into an industry that I didn't know anything about learning as I went and all that. Um, definitely all the success has been, uh, because of God It's cause he's just, I've seriously feel like taking me and grown me through every step of the way. And, um, another one, I know you said the single one, but one that I do have to put on there is my wife, man. Uh, she, uh, she, like I said, when we, uh, when we first started, we were dating and, um, I'll never forget. I was in the office and I was writing my resignation letter to the police department and um i was super nervous like i was just nervous you know what i'm saying it was just a big unknown i was just like man like you hope you make the right decisions and stuff and um she like i remember i, I, I had a tear come down my eye like right in my resignation letter like it was like a big deal right and like my wife was just like babe like we're gonna figure it out we one day at a time like we're gonna get through it and um and she was my biggest supporter from day one and so It's just cool to just know like how we've grown more together through this process what, what we're continuing to build and um just like where we're going, but she's been a big help as well.
0: For sure, man. So do you like running a business together? Does it cause you guys to have to depend on each other more, trust each other more you think?
1: Yeah, man. And one thing that I would say for, I don't, I feel like this is something else that isn't talked about and we weren't really, um, I'm very thankful with our leadership within our organization because, um, they, uh, they like promote couples working together. And so that's something that's big. Um, and so, but it was something that we did. She didn't really know in the beginning. Um, and I want to talk about it, but working with your spouse is not easy. And like, you know what I'm saying? It's because it's one of those things to where, like I have my opinions on how I think something should be ran. She has her opinions, but it's both of our businesses. So I can't just be like, this is a dictatorship. Like it's my way to go or whatever. So we definitely have to hear each other out. But something, like I said, that's not talked about to where people I feel like need to more is that um, when you're working with your spouse and business together, you do have to find a way to be able to separate the two. And what I mean is that um, there was a time like, and it's going to be like that. There's never any balance in this. And I know there's never going to be balance for the rest of our life running a business. It was funny. One of our mentors' um, wife said, if you want balance in business and if you want balance in life, then go do yoga. Because pretty much it's not going to just happen in business. You always got to be flexible and move. But I remember there was a time to where like I would bring our business home and my wife, she started feeling like maybe like I cared about our business more than I did her because it was all I was talking about and this or that. And so we had a real discussion one day and she was like, when we're at the office and we're doing this, like we're in business mode. But when we're at home, like you are my husband and I'm your wife. And it was something that I totally had to listen to her on. And I was just like, definitely still not perfect with it, but we're working through it. And so um, it's just like, it's a big deal. It's a blessing to be able to work with your spouse. And some people ask us how we do it. We go to the gym together. We work together. We eat dinner together. And um, it's something, like I said, it has its challenges, but I always tell people I didn't marry my wife to not be around her. And so like, it's, <laughs> like, it's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's a blessing at the same time.
0: Right. Yeah, so... That sounds like a big part of your business journey, um, you know, working with your wife and learning how to work better as a team. But um, what are some other, you know, important parts of the journey that uh, really stuck with you or really meant a lot to you or, um, you know?
1: Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Some bigger parts of the journey, like I said, is, um, like I said, one thing that was big for me is... uh. Like I said, when we sat down with that lady and like, she didn't have that much money and stuff, I was just like, man, we need to like get on that. But one thing in our business is that we're able to develop other leaders. And so we're able to build an agency. And it's something that, um, in the beginning of our career, like we just didn't do too much of it. Like me and my wife were just like personal producers. We were helping clients and stuff, but like now we're building an agency. And so the thing that sticks with me with that is that literally you get to see the change and the growth in people as they build in business. Like I'll tell you, for example, we have these, um, we have these overviews of our companies that we have, and we usually do them on Tuesday nights, um, before COVID and all these things. And it's supposed to be business casual is how you dress to it and everything. Right. And so I remember my mentor, when I came to my first meeting, he said, um, just dress business casual. So to me at that time, just where I was at in life, I was like 26 years old thought I knew everything I was a police officer I was the guy you know so business casual to me is I had two earrings in my ear I had a white uh button-up shirt that was unbuttoned like the first two buttons I had a big 5130 or I don't even know what they're called 5140 Nixon gold watch I had some expensive Hudson jeans on and some Jordan 4s and I was just like, and I was like business casual, you know what I'm saying? And I go in there and all these people have like suits on and like women have business. And I was just like, what is going on here? Right. And so it's something to where my mentor told me, he said, Brandon, if you want to be taken serious in this industry and things like you do what you want, but pretty much you wearing those two earrings and those big earrings in your ear is just probably not going to go over to on well the financial service industry. And I was like, makes sense, you know? And since that day because i wanted to be so great here is that um i haven't worn earrings and it's just like you know what i'm saying because it's part of what we do and so being able to bring an agent in that is like how i was but work on them develop them have them read books now these people are writing down goals that they're shooting for because you go ask the majority of americans what are your goals for the rest of the year 98 percent of people don't have any goals they're just like let me just get through to the day and so like bringing these people in that they're writing goals, they're reading their affirmations, they're um, teaching their kids affirmations and stuff and seeing them just grow and develop as individuals is something that has changed me and I feel like it's been a great part of the ride as well.
0: Okay, okay. And and as an entrepreneur, how do you measure your yes, success or how do you define success?
1: Yeah, man. Um, you know, what's funny is that it's like, one thing that I said is like entrepreneurship, I feel like you truly personally have to grow if you wanna be successful in entrepreneurship. And so a thing for me when I first came into um, our business and into this industry is I measure success on money. And I was just like, boom, like you making money, you successful. Like, like that's just my, was my mindset and what it is. But it's something that over this time, it has changed to where I measure success on how many people's lives you'd be able to change. And it's something to where, like I said, I measure success on things being bigger than you and like it not all being just about one individual. And so it's something to where it's like I said, from our client standpoints to where helping people educate them on money and then showing them how down the line their situation is gonna be much better, protecting families with life insurance and all that. That's cool, that's nice. I measure success on how many people we can do there. But then also just like I talked about, just on the business partner side too, uh, measuring success on seeing people that are just growing and changing their life. And like I said, if you can just have that much of like a part of it, I don't even, I don't ever want anybody to praise me. Think of me as a great guy. Brandon, you changed my life. I'm not that. Like I said earlier, if anybody changes lives it's God, you know what I'm saying? It's not me, but just knowing that I could have put somebody on one step closer to like becoming a better version of themselves and stuff. That's what I measure. I'm um, success off as I'm gonna continue to build in my career,
0: I respect that, man. I like that answer man yep. so um how would you like people to remember you and to remember um you know the work that you put in? you know, I heard you say you wanted to be bigger than you, you wanted less or or be bigger than you, so how would you like for for it to be
1: remembered? yeah, man, um, it's something big, and I feel like I'm just blessed because we do have um some good mentors in our life that have taught us a lot of stuff that I've learned a lot from, but a way that I just want to be remembered is like I said, I know I'm not perfect and I don't feel like any human being is perfect. And so like, I never want to be like, remember like, Oh, this guy was like this robot. He was just so perfect and great. And all that, because I just, I don't even want to be that. I do have a lot of flaws, but it's something that I do want people to remember me by is just being like a genuine loving person that literally wants to see the best out of every individual. And it's something to where like, I just want people to know that I'm somebody that they would be able to count on. And always a big thing that a lot of people always bring up to me is that um, I love smiling, man. It's funny, even like before I became a police officer, like everybody knows me, like I'm always smiling. And so like, people are like, dude, how are you gonna be a cop? Like, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna pull up to me on the traffic stop and just be smiling at me or whatever. And so like, but I just want people to always remember uh, with me just as a smile on my face because um, I feel like when you do surround yourself with that type of positivity, um, it just can go a long way, you know what I'm saying?
0: I respect that, man. I like it. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, man, it's something about somebody that's always smiling, right? It's always cool to be around people like that. They, you know,
1: like, pep up the energy or whatever, right? Yep. Yeah, totally, man. And it's uh, It's just something that, I don't know why I smile so much, man. I'm gonna be real with you. Like, it's, uh, it's funny, like, I, like, definitely have bad days and I'm not always happy and stuff, but, like, I don't know, man. Smiling just is, like, it's fun to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey
0: man, so here on the show, bro, we play a question game at the end of the interview. You know, the, the first 12 questions are normally um, kind of intense, so we like to lighten it up with some, some fun questions. So Yeah, yeah. First question is, where's your favorite place to
1: travel? Man, favorite place to travel a hundred percent is uh I went to Bali, man. So I went to Bali a little while ago. Oh my gosh, literally, uh, um yeah yeah yeah, literally best place ever, brother. And it uh it was funny. I'm i uh, I'm afraid of open heights, and so um, they have this thing out there called like the Bali Swing, and you like swing over like jungles and like oceans and stuff. And so um so that was by far. Uh, my favorite place to visit and my second one being now even though i know you didn't ask for two but my second one that i like to throw in there is um i always like to get back home man to santa barbara Uh, i feel like santa barbara is the most beautiful place on earth and so bali then santa barbara (laughs) yeah you a surfer nah man i can't even swim i grew up (laughs) hey hey I grew up in Santa Barbara, man. Used to go to the beach and stuff, and I can't even swim. How ridiculous <laughs> is that? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> all right, all right. So, look,
0: question number two: What song explains or represent represents your life the most right now?
1: Man, you know, uh, that's a that's a funny question, man, and a good question. Um, in our company, man, like when we get to go out and go talk, like we always get to like play a little song to walk out to and everything. And um, a song that I love, man, that uh, I feel like is uh, for me is uh, "DNA" by Kendrick Lamar, man. Uh, that, uh, yeah, that, uh, that song, hey. hey, yeah, it just come out. I feel like I got all that stuff in my DNA, and so, uh, so that's uh, that's uh, that's that's my song right now, man.
0: It's real West Coast.
1: Yes, all day, man, all day.
0: so third question we got for you is what's an amazing thing that you did that no one was around to see
1: um that's a good one man and uh (laughs) a way that I'd answer that um is right now I'm actually going through uh this isn't like too amazing I don't know I feel like it's like cool but um Nobody saw it yet nobody even knows, only one person. But um, I'm going through right now, man, to uh, become a big brother for the Big Brother, Big Sister um, uh, uh, organization. And uh, it's something for me, man, to where my big vision with our business is that um, I love what I do and I'm going to do it for the rest of my life and everything. But I really want to build a big business and be able to get back into the uh, teen and adolescent um seen again and be able to like um build a situation where it can be like a home that they can like come to and then like I can like build, have some great relationships and bring people in to come talk to them and just help develop on um, that demographic or whatever you like said but it's something that right now um I'm going back and I've left it since I've left the children's cabinet career but um, but uh, that's something that I'm doing right now that I, I'm excited for. I just got the process started and I haven't even met my little and stuff. But uh, it's something that I know when it all goes through, it I'll be able to build a cool relationship with a kid and see what I can do to help.
0: Yeah, man, that's amazing, bro. That's amazing, man. Hey, thank you so much, bro, for for stopping by and spending time with us, man. Having a great conversation, man. Yes. Uh, yeah, man, you said some enlightening things today, man. It opened my eyes and. Um, I learned a lot from this interview
1: yes yes and like I said man thank you so much uh for having me um I'm so thankful to be able to meet you man you are a uh, amazing young talent it's funny I feel like I can call you a young talent because you're younger than me and uh you are you're a stud with it but it's something that I just want everybody to to, to know too is um go and support Wesley and everything that he's doing His we invest is a big thing. Like I said, I love his podcast. Um, and I, I I said, I feel honored to be able to be on it right now, brother. And so, um, I thank you. And like I said, we're going to be doing some things to, uh, help promote your business some more through, uh, through this process. And, um, like I said, I thank you.
0: Thank you, man. Hey, appreciate it.
1: My brother. Yes, sir. Have a good one, bro. You too, man. You too.